Hello and welcome to the Dr. Lisa Clow podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Clow, and we're on to season two of my podcast. Season one was a success, and in season two, I want to explore more about how people like you and me, just regular people, have overcome obstacles to improve their well-being and maybe had uh, at least one or two aha moments where they found something that worked and maybe realized that they had some limiting beliefs that kept them from the life that they wanted. So this season's focused on spiritual well-being and if we look at our well-being in different segments spirituality is one way that from you know ancient times people have been able to improve their health um i was i, I took a year in my mid 20s um where i read the bible from cover to cover because I really wanted to know what was in there. I had heard segments of that, um, this, the stories uh, during sermons and talk shows. That was probably a time where I was heavily influenced by Christian radio. And I wanted to know more about what I believed. So I read the Bible from front to back, and if you do that in a year, it's about three or four chapters a day. So that can take maybe an hour, hour and a half. Uh, Each evening I would sit down, and also at that time I didn't have television. As a young teacher, um, I rented a house with another teacher, and we just, there was no cable in that house so we didn't have television and it was the perfect time for me to be uh, undistracted in the evenings and what I learned was a couple of things one thing I learned was that you know the Bible is a mystical experience it's not just a book and it's not just um words written it's actually a living word so that was a a mystical experience that I had and one that opened my eyes to another realization that what I had learned about what was in the Bible to me really wasn't true maybe not true but it wasn't what I interpreted those stories to mean because when you take something out of context it can change how you feel about it so without taking each segment out of context I realized that I had some limiting beliefs about spirituality and that was really the first aha moment when I um, knew that I had only just tapped into a source of well-being and so then on goes the journey I you know got distracted with life uh, job marriage trying to have a family Um, 
and after a lot of failures, um, I got back to a point where I was searching for something more, something to help me. Not only was I in a lot of physical pain, um, but I had a lot of emotional pain. And part of the physical and emotional pain led to my body breaking down. I was hardly, um, could hardly walk at one point, and my hips felt like concrete blocks. I had all these issues that had settled in my tissues, and emotions do settle into your joints and your muscles, and um, any traumatic experiences that you had could be stuck in your body and in your mind. And so I had gone to um, an orthopedic doctor who really didn't have any answers for me. Structurally, there wasn't anything wrong with my body. And so they sent me to a physical therapist, which only made the pain worse. And one day I was in that physical therapist's office and I picked up a magazine and it was a yoga magazine. And I was reading some of the stories and I thought, this is one of those limiting beliefs I had. I felt like yoga was an ancient religion. I didn't know anything about it and therefore I couldn't even try it. So I was in so much pain I, I had no more answers, so I thought in a last-ditched effort, I went online and subscribed to an online yoga studio. Luckily for me, it was a really good studio with very knowledgeable teachers, and so I basically then spent a year doing yoga in my guest bedroom and the type I did was mainly yin yoga, so it wasn't very, like, uh, forceful, active yoga. And we spent a lot of time with our breath. And we spent a lot of time in meditation. And during that year, I was able to release. I always say I spent a year, you know, I cried myself through a year of yoga. Because whenever I spent that time, I took, I, I slowed down, and it was in the evenings or in the mornings before work. I spent that time going within myself and exploring you know, where this pain was coming from. And not only did I have a physical transformation, I realized that there was something about yoga that was healing and I didn't know exactly what it was but I saw a lot of people that I worked with the students that I worked with who had this pain physical and emotional and I thought this is something that could help people from there I started to explore what yoga was and how I could incorporate it in my teaching and how I could bring it to the workplace and realizing 
that it was really hard to get someone to come in during the workday to help the people I knew, I decided I had to learn how yoga, how to teach yoga. So that got me to a point where I became a certified yoga teacher. And But during that time when I was learning about what yoga was, I had another healing experience. And it was in my hip that I had had so much pain with. Um, the pain had still kind of been there, but um, it wasn't as intense as the time that I couldn't walk. And during the very first two-hour session of this yoga teacher training, I had a healing. And all I could say was that it, that was a mystical healing experience. And it just took me deeper into wanting to know what yoga was all about. So even at that time, though, it was still focused on the poses or the movements of yoga. And um, throughout that whole t experience, uh, learning to be a yoga teacher, I didn't realize what the deeper meaning behind this ancient practice was. Um, but I knew that there was something special about this. So I continued on my journey and I decided to write my dissertation about yoga as a woman's population health intervention. And really when, when I was doing my research is what I found that people felt better about themselves when they practiced meditation as a part of yoga and that included you know breathing meditations and I realized that it's not yoga isn't about the poses it's about taking the time to go within work on breath regulation or just practicing breathing and then meditation and so that's that took me to a point where I realized that the poses could be a limiting belief like somebody could say you know I can't do yoga because I can't do those poses also you know religious could be your religious reasons I can't do yoga because of my religious beliefs these were all limiting beliefs that I had. But as I researched deeper into ancient yoga, I realized that it's not about the poses. And it's not really even about the religious experience as much as it is working with the breath and meditation. So... Fast forward to this past year when I retired from a 30-year career in teaching middle school and moved to my farm. I had a PhD in public health and 
So I was wondering, how is this all fitting together? I was a national board certified health coach and I needed to renew my certification. And to do that, I had to take continuing education credits. And as I searched through all the programs available, nothing really interested me. It was, it just wasn't anything that I thought could help me or help other people. And then I found this one opportunity through the Natural Wellness Academy, and it was a spiritual wellness specialist mindfulness meditation instructor certification. As I read about it, I was thinking this really is the direction I want to go. At that point, I wasn't even health coaching, but it was basically about me me help coaching myself. And so I spent several months studying every day and at the end of the well middle at the end of the mindfulness and meditation instructor course that's when I started my podcast I was inspired to reach out to people through a podcast and um, as I went through the spiritual wellness specialist course um, I just learned so much and so when I finished I thought what am I going to do with this certification and I thought well let's incorporate this into my podcast as a college professor I taught people about the dimensions of well-being one of them being the spiritual and the students that I taught would evaluate their well-being in these different areas and they would give them give themselves a number from 1 to 10 after answering a bunch of questions about that each segment of their well-being and I was kind of surprised to see that most people had a low score in their spiritual well-being I mean either a 1 or a 2 and so whenever they would look at their well-being as a whole and they'd look at different segments, they were picking one area that they wanted to make a plan for improvement. And so most people had low scores in spiritual well-being and higher scores in their physical well-being. And this was all their, their own interpretation. And so I thought, well, surely some people are going to pick their spiritual well-being to improve. But no one did. And it really surprised me. But I realized that people link spiritual, spiritual well-being with religion and organized religion. And I feel like most people have these limiting beliefs like, for whatever reason, they're afraid of spirituality. They don't feel like they're allowed to uh, explore it. They maybe feel like it's something that's too deep. 
And I can understand those those beliefs. But I hope that through this season two of my podcast that my listeners start to kind of tap into an interest, something that they're interested in that they could explore to help develop their spirituality. Um, And if nothing else, realize that practicing the breath each day in a purposeful, mindful way is one of the best things you can do for your health and well-being. And um, there's some other really easy things you can do. I hope that you enjoy this season because I'm enjoying talking to people and finding out what has really helped them out. I'll be sharing some things that has really helped me out And um, I just hope you enjoy the season and thank you so much for tuning in.